Hi everyone, I'm Susan Hall, Vice President of Business Development and Performance Improvement at Strategic Enhancement Group. And today I'm really excited about this podcast as we are joined by a special guest and client of ours, Colin Pitcairn of the Keller Group, which is a global company headquartered in London. And Colin, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today to discuss best practices and also some lessons learned to drive results from sales training. No, thanks, Susan. It's, it's great to be here. And Colin, you know, in my years of experience, most companies struggle with how to get results from training. In fact, it's always the topic of conversation. And yet you and your team have achieved results well over seven figures due to your implementation of the counselor sales program, which is pretty amazing. And I know that many of our listeners are asking the question, well, how did you do that? So today we're going to be sharing specific examples and also best practices for what we did at Keller to achieve those results. Before we begin, I'm wondering if you could share just a little bit of backstory about who you are and Keller and the industry that you work in. Sure. Uh, I'm the group head of learning and development at, at the Keller Group, which is a global geotechnical engineering and construction firm headquartered out of London. Um, we have maybe 10,000 employees worldwide, maybe 2.3 billion in revenue, and we're in approximately, gosh, I think it's about 40 countries. So we have some specialty businesses, but primarily we're involved in modifying and stabilizing the ground for large construction projects. So we get involved in um, foundations for skyscrapers, for tunnels, bridges, um, that kind of you know large infrastructure projects. And you know, it's interesting because I remember when I first started working with you and Keller, I remember thinking, you know, I never thought of all of the different places that you've been, but how you've been in many of the stadiums that you've shored up and theaters and concert halls and buildings, I'm sure glad you were there. Yeah, it's great. I I was thrilled to find out, you know, I grew up kind of in the Washington DC area, so it was great to find out that Hayward Baker had done a lot of work on the Washington Metro, the subway mm -hmm. um, that runs through Washington. So yeah, it's it's amazing uh, the work that they do. They can't see what they're doing. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. So. It is pretty incredible. So Colin, you mentioned Hayward Baker, and I know from our work with you that you've grown really rapidly, not only through organic growth, but also through acquisition. And that's very much impacted your business and where you are today. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so you're right. We have grown um, probably, it's a, you know, probably a 50-50 split between organic growth and, and acquisition. And in North America, we've been operating as you know, some of the brand names that, that we have, Hayward Baker, Case Foundation, HJ Foundation, Moore Trench, McKinney drilling. And the exciting thing is, as of January 1, we're all coming together as um, as one Keller. So we'll all be underneath the, the banner of Keller, which I think is a great thing. And I think it, it probably uh, had something to do with the fact that we were able to uh, kick off the, the, the counselor's sales program here in North America because of the importance of getting everyone to speak the same language, the same process, the same approach, kind of a unifying sort of a, uh, a, a program. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, to give you a common language. And I know that there were 
there were a few issues that we were trying to solve um, with the Keller Council approach. And, and one was giving the organization a, a common language. Um, I know that one of your concerns right up front was how can we help our project managers be more efficient? These people are they're smart that most of them have engineering backgrounds. They're really hardworking, but their their job in today's complexity is very, very complex. And and they were feeling overwhelmed. So that was one of your concerns as well. How can we help them be more efficient? How can we bring in a more common language? What other business issues were you trying to solve with this problem? Well, if you know anything about the construction industry, you know that you know, there's just constant pricing pressure. Mm -hmm. So we felt like, like any business, if you feel like you're being commoditized, you, you know that um, you sometimes feel like you're leaving money on the table and we need to be able to get paid for the value that we truly bring. So giving the, the team a process, a, a, a discipline to follow and it's great for engineers because they, you know, they're the way their minds work. They, I think, appreciate having a process, a methodology, whatever you want to call it, uh, to follow. So, if you were, if you were fortunate enough to hire into one of the, the Keller North America companies in, say, Chicago or Dallas, you were, you had the luxury of having a senior leader there that would take you under their wing and they would mentor and coach and teach you how to sell. If you didn't hire into some of those cities, you may not have been quite so fortunate. So we needed a process, a, 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 an actual sales, I hate to say it, sales training program so that everyone was speaking the same language, following the same process, terminology, that sort of thing. But it's also the pressure of winning work, I think sometimes has people, they, they get focused in on all the facts of the opportunity and they sometimes miss some of the other aspects of what's going on with this particular client with this particular opportunity so the idea around building relationships building the trust really uh, being able to relate to a client enables you to have a different kind of a conversation where you can get an appreciation for what's motivating these people what else do they care about you know the facts are readily available to everyone, your competitors, everyone that's out there. So what do they what do they see as being the big challenges with this opportunity? What are they worried about? What are you know, how are they going to deal with this and that? So getting getting their opinion, getting their thoughts, their feelings around the work that they're getting ready to do, I think uh, is a different kind of a conversation. And I think it gives us the ability to craft a better solution for the client by, right. by knowing that. So, yeah, you know, I, I know early on it was always about, um, you know, building relationships, solving problems, differentiating. So, there were a number of things definitely wrapped up in this. Oh, and, yeah. And, Colin, how 
just briefly, but you know, how did you go about identifying a solution and a, a partner, you know, with the strategic enhancement group in this case to to address these gaps? And you had a really clear vision. You know, how how did you go about making the decision to bring that to life? Well, that's easy. Um... When Jim and JD came to me and said, "Hey, Colin, do you have anything, you know, in the in the sales training uh, department?" I immediately thought of counselor, partly because it was the sales process that I was taught as a new IBM sales rep, and then I taught the process when I was uh, an instructor at IBM Sales School in Atlanta. So it's something that I've used for years. It's just kind of become part of the way I operate, the way I think. And I introduced them to essentially what the process is. Not, I mean, okay, I had a solution, but I tried to approach it from the standpoint of here's what a sales process looks like. And once they, once I got the sense that they, they really understood what they could get out of having that process in place and the benefits, we then started to go a little bit deeper into um, the counselor process. But I, you know, I tried to I tried to do my discovery. I tried to understand by doing that, and through those conversations, I tried to understand what are they what do they see as being the issues? What are they worried about? How do we implement this? Well, and with that, you mentioned doing your discovery. One of the key best practices. So let's let's drive into those best practices at this point, Colin, um, because I think we employed a lot of them, and we certainly learned a lot through this through this uh, counselor process. One of the key best practices for getting results from the training is getting executive commitment. Again, many companies struggle with that, and yet clearly, you had the internal capital to be able to earn the right you know, have the time with the executive audience on at multiple times throughout this this process. And while we can certainly do an entire podcast on how to gain an executive commitment, <laughs> can you talk briefly about, you know, what you did to build credibility internally for this training? Sure. I, I think, you know, I take a step-by-step approach. You know, I didn't try to come up with the solution and, you know, the, the infamous, if you're familiar with sales, the infamous one call close, Mm -hmm. I simply said, look, here's, here's an example of a process. I got some influential senior leaders in the room along with some of the business development folks. And I think we spent, you you helped us craft kind of a half day. Here's what it is. And through that process, we had a lot of good conversation and understood some of the other issues that we needed to pay attention to. And I think it, it, I'm trying to remember, gosh, it's been probably three years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is a kind of a history lesson, but I think once we got through that half day, we decided okay, let's, let's take the next step. And I think that's when you stepped in and really kind of led the effort with, with the discovery. I think we spoke to probably what, something like 14 key senior leaders around the, around the globe to understand their point of view. Yeah. Well, and I, and I thought that that was a really important step because, you know, one of the, one of the 
pieces of counselor is don't, you know, don't advocate a solution before you've done your discovery, you know, have a real clear understanding of what the priorities are. So you gave me access to those 14 executives and I was able to conduct the one-on-one -on -one interviews and, uh, and from there, look at, you know, looking at all of the diverse perspectives we came up with, with areas of five, five key areas of alignment, which was pretty eye-opening, I think, for the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the, the great thing was, I think by going through that discovery process, it gave them the confidence that you and, and me had really done our homework. Mm -hmm. and we weren't just, you know, throwing something out there, you know, try this. We, we really had an appreciation for the challenges that they're facing. And we have a process that will not only give them the, you know, it's what a two or three day program, but it's, it's the pre-work. It's the customer relationship inventory where they get feedback from their clients. It's the post-program reinforcing activities where, where it, we really try and help embed the language, the process into the way they go about working with clients. Right. And, and, you know, it's taken off to the point where we're going to start uh, taking folks from functional areas within the business. I know there, there are folks in our HR team that we're going to take through the program because they need to discover, they need to advocate solutions. So it's, it's not just for our project managers and the people out trying to win, win work. But anyway, I, I, I digress. Um, <laughs> No, we get passionate about this. And that's, that's a good thing, because I think it's life skills. You know, it, it, it really is. And, and one of the, you know, one of the things that I know I was really excited about is, you know, is that we were able to engage your executives uh, before, during and after the process. So before, you know, when, when we, we certainly did the interviews up front, but then, you know, remember we did uh, we did kind of a one year. Here's where we are. Here's the results we've achieved. Where do we go from here? And that led to them asking for, you know, what we really need to know more about this program. What you're teaching our people. We're excited about this, and we ended up doing an executive version of it, which I think worked very well to help them understand the language, so that they could reinforce it, you know, from a from a senior perspective. Yeah, I mean, th th you're you're touching on something that I'm pretty passionate about in terms of you know if if I as a learning and development guy am going to put out the time and energy to put programs in place, the other part of the deal is I need the executive leadership to model those behaviors, to use the language, to to ask the teams, you know, for instance, you know, do you have a discovery agreement for that opportunity? Let's take a look at it. You know, those little things are, are, I think, what is essentially the key to getting people to realize, oh, you know, he, he knows what he's talking about. I, so I'm going to keep using this process, you know, this, that, that, that I learned um, because the executive leadership is asking about it. And so it's, it's one sentence that they ask that is, I think just critical to making sure that people understand this is not the program du jour. 
this is not a one-off. This is our new way of, you know, behaving, acting, right. you know. Right. So. so, so to summarize in terms of executive committee, we got them involved before, during, and after. And I love how I remember one time, Colin, you kind of summarized it by saying, we used counselor to sell internally. I mean, we used yeah. the internally. And I think when they realized it's very conversational, very consultative, that our intent was to help 100%, they, you know, they were really excited about it as well. So that was really fun. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing that I would, that I would mention is, you know, as I transitioned over into the global role, uh, I think one of the keys in, in the success of this program was we're fortunate enough to you know, find Sandy Eichner. She joined the team, mm -hmm. and she's really she's really run with what we call internally the Keller Counselor Sales Process. Yeah. You know, she's really taken it and run with it, and so I think that's a another key aspect of the success of the program. Now, we it's a continual process. We have to stay on it, but um, you know that was that was really important. You know from me knowing that I could turn it over to her and she'd, she'd, uh, she'd go with it. So. Definitely. I mean, we, we have a really collaborative team and, and, you know, in terms of best practices then, so part of it is engaging the right people, you know, not just executives, but members of your team as well, Colin, yep. um, building trust and credibility at all levels. Absolutely. What, um, what other best practices can you give our listeners when you think about what we did kind of before, during, and after the training? And I certainly have some ideas that I'd like to share, but what what other best practices would, do you think would be helpful for our listeners to know? Well, what's always interesting to me is you go through the program and, and you, you, you think to yourself, oh, okay, I've got that. That makes sense. The trick is actually doing it. Mm -hmm. and putting on those, you know, wearing those new behaviors, the doing is, is always the biggest challenge. So I try and stress to them that you're not going to go out and meet with a client tomorrow and execute the process perfectly the first time and build a relationship and discover and, you know, get that one call closed. So I really tell them, look, pick a couple of the skills, start working on those, take it step by step. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And at some point, you, all of them realize, you know, hey, this stuff works. Yeah. You know, it works. Okay, it's, it's different. Uh, I've been doing some of these things myself already, but if you do it, it, it works. So it, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, but they, um, I think they've, they've really taken to it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's one, that's one aspect is take it step by step. Don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. Um, I think from an implementation perspective and, and really getting this off the ground, you know, we've, we've run the program, I think twice in India, in Singapore, twice in Australia, we're going to Europe early next year. And especially when we go global, it's even more important that we continue to do the discovery, 
talk to people, find out what the challenges are, tweak the program if we need to, you know, the case study that we built, if we need to change the case study or use something else in a different part of the world, you know, have that flexibility to adapt the program to that particular part of the world that you are, so. Yeah, I think adaptability, that's always been important. When we first sat down, Colin, I remember with you and your team, and we laid out the whole process before, during, and after, you know, looking at it as a systems approach, which is a best practice, right? It's not, it's not, it's not a one-call close. It's not a one-time training event. You know, neither of those will be effective. So, you know, we looked at um, how do we tailor this? And I know you, you worked with our instructional designers really closely to develop a very specific case study that's worked well. And so we, you know, we had our, our facilitators certainly get to know your team and, and get to know the business and do site visits. But um, the, I think that customized case study worked very effectively and that's been tweaked for different, for different countries as well. So, so speaking to the specific audience has been a, a definite best practice that we've employed with this. And also getting some feedback from customers, you know, getting getting a, a benchmark from customers in terms of how the group is doing. I think that's worked really well. Well, yeah, I think it was I think it was pretty eye opening for some of them to mm -hmm. get that kind of feedback, which we typically don't do. Yeah, you know, we don't ask our clients, you know, how am I doing? You know, so they get that feedback and I think it was really insightful for them. But, you know, one of the other things that you did for us uh, was just this whole concept around having champions, mm. you know, having people in the business development team that really kind of become our internal experts and that are out using the process and coaching and, and helping, you know, that's the challenge we've got. You know, we don't, a lot of our project managers, they're not necessarily dedicated to going out and winning work all the time. They win the work, then they execute and they manage the, the construction. So they've got a huge amount of work on their plates and a huge, a very you know, broad skill set. So they're not out every day doing this. So mm -hmm. You know, it, it kind of goes in in phases. So having those champions to help reinforce, I think, it was another really, you know, valuable thing that you brought to the to the process. And to expand on that again for our listeners, um, what we did is Colin and Sandy and JD and, and their team selected or nominated a few of the you know, high performing or high potential project managers who had been through counselor one of the previous sessions, either in North America or globally. And they have at least, we have at least what, one or two attend future sessions, Colin? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, they make connections between the business, you know, and the skills that we're teaching. They, uh, they're also, they've been terrific in terms of sharing success stories with people. And these, some, in some cases they're managers, but in most cases they're not. And, um, and so there's been a lot of peer dialogue and that's, that has been useful as well. I think one of the other questions we wrestled with initially, and it worked out great given the organization's, your, your one Keller strategy, bringing these 14 different companies in North America together 
is we brought we brought project managers and business development people from the various businesses together in one session, had them work on real cases together. So not only did they you know, begin to see real opportunities to work together across different divisions and companies, but they built rapport and trust with each other so that they could pick up the phone and call each other you know, if they did see an opportunity. And I think that worked really well. Yeah, you know, anytime, you know, especially with an organization our size, you know, where they're all kind of geographically focused, anytime we can bring them together, they can network, get to know each other, they learn, they build those relationships. Um, you know, it's, it's really important for us. So tailoring the training towards the business, especially with a, a, a really rigorous case study, mm-hmm. getting input from customers, uh, gosh, what a concept, um, you know, bringing people together from across the business, especially knowing that your strategy was to, to do that organizationally, um, doing so in kind of a microcosm and bringing coach champions in to share their success stories make connections with the business. Those are all things that we did before and during the training. And then, so let's talk a little bit about after. Sure. Um, what what things have you found to be most successful, Colin, for after the training to reinforce results from a participant standpoint, but maybe also from an executive standpoint? Well, a couple of things. What I like is you've got a really nice uh, reinforcement mechanism where I think they get an email that is content specific every couple weeks. The yep. manager the manager gets the email so they know the skill that that's being focused on. The participant gets it. Um, so that's important. The other thing I would mention is the impact analysis that you do in terms of reaching out to the participants in the program and you know asking them so what are you doing differently how is that going what kind of different results are you seeing and to what extent can you attribute any recent wins to something that you did do differently as a result of you know having been through the program so i think that's where we are, are able to say that yeah you know the 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 attributed revenue to the counselor process is it's getting to be a pretty big number. That's exciting. And and those numbers come from your participants. Yeah. Their business. It's not HR. It's not learning and development saying this is what we think. It's it's the numbers, you know, the results are directly uh, coming from the, the people going through the program who are in the field working with clients and closing these deals. So that's been exciting. So, Colin, we've talked about a lot today, and I want to summarize, you know, from before, during, and after, one of the key initial things that you did was to gain executive sponsorship through a step-by-step approach, keeping them engaged in the process before, during, and after, continually checking back. We talked about a systems approach, what we could do before, during, and after the training how we communicate and tailor the the program up front along with a very specific case study that made the skills really come to life for for the project managers. I think that was key. We did launch calls prior to each session to communicate expectations and let people know what would be happening before, during, and after the course, tailoring towards for Keller, bringing peers together from across the various business units to help them learn to collaborate and become one Keller, sharing success stories, coach champions, a 
follow-up mechanisms. Whew, it was quite a process. And, and I, I think that our listeners have probably heard by now that it wasn't necessarily easy, um, but has been well thought out and really has yielded some pretty terrific results over the long run. So anything else you would add to that that you think might be helpful for our listeners to know? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, Susan, you and the team at Strategic Enhancement Group, uh, I think one of the things that really stands out, which is hugely helpful to us, you know, because we're all busy, you know, things can kind of get away from us. You, you have always done a great job in following up and staying on us and nudging and pushing and helping us stay on track, maintain the focus. So without that, uh, it's, it's these, these, these kinds of initiatives are, are a challenge. So I thank you for that. Great. Well, I have no trouble being a professional bug. Yeah, no, it, it, and you do it very nicely. So, good, so good, it's great. Good. Yeah, it is because I, I realize we are all busy and I'm, I'm very, you know, me and, and the folks strategic enhancement group are really passionate about helping you get results. And we know that it takes a process to do so. So we really try to make it as easy as possible to, to do these things. And, uh, and your team, I mean, it's been such a great collaboration, Colin, because I think whenever we get together, which is pretty regularly, yeah. we, we always come up with a better results as a team yeah. um, than we would have you know, separately. So I, I think yeah. more, more brains in the project are, are better. No, it's been a lot of fun. Definitely. Colin, thank you so much for joining us today. I think this has been really valuable, and I know you've shared a lot of great best practices and, and also some lessons learned that our listeners can gain value from. Colin Pitcairn is the Group Head of Learning and Development for Keller Group. I'm Susan Hall with Strategic Enhancement Group, and thanks for listening in. If you'd like to learn more or have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at strategicenhancement.com.